1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 20. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith, among whom are Hymenus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Did you hear me while, we, while you were reading? I went, mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I was trying to be quiet, but... Yeah. When it's like it's hard to it's hard to not kind of amen and, yeah. and just like yeah. be wowed by this this word of the and lord it, here. it's such a such a powerful sweet word and then takes such a, a strong shift there at the end so excited to dig into it yeah so buckle up for the next 45 minutes as we <laughs> yep. talk through just yep. kidding don't turn it off don't turn it off. we're not we're not going to go 45 minutes yeah. uh, but will i i don't even know where to start uh, there's so many great places, yeah. But the the big the big crescendo is as Paul gives his testimony, which mm-hmm. you really read the first big chunk. Mm-hmm. He's building to, and out of what I have seen the Lord do and who the Lord is, mm. I charge you. Yeah, yeah. And so then, like Paul is is really a testimony is is giving witness to something. Yeah. Paul is not saying, look how awesome I am. He, in fact, is saying, look how terrible I was. Look how awesome. Look how yeah. awesome the king of the ages yeah. is. Amen. And the king of the ages is charging through me, you, to yeah. do this great work for the Lord. Yeah, I love that phrase in verse 12, uh, because he judged me faithful. And, you know, mm. I think if you read that without context, it can sound kind of arrogant. That's like, right. Oh, yeah, God considers me faithful. But then he puts that in direct contrast to what he was doing at that time. He was blaspheming, persecuting, opposing God himself. Yeah. And with that track record, God judged him faithful. And, you know, it just makes me think of Colossians um, where Paul talks about God has qualified you. Yeah. And I just think that that is such a great, like, foundation that everything else builds on that you know Paul is charging Timothy to recenter this church on the gospel and what is the gospel but God qualifying us judging us as something 
that we are not in and of ourselves, but that Christ has done on our behalf. And yeah, just such a powerful, I mean, you know, the sort of famous that Christ Jesus uh, came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Mm -hmm. Um, And just that, that low view of self and, and deep gratitude that this charge comes from. Yeah. As you're saying that I'm reminded of the second of these two letters where Paul says in there, I have finished the race. I've fought the good fight. Um, It's not, it's not because Paul was like the strongest Christian to ever live. Mm -mm. The very first verse that you read, I think him Mm -hmm. who has given me strength. Amen. There's something resounding about that. That's just so robust because so many folks operate in their own strength. Amen. And our own strength is really in our own flesh. Mm-hmm. And there's not much good that resides in the flesh. Yeah. Paul has really, as he says, you know, to the Philippians, he says, you know, I've learned the secret of being content. Mm. He's, he ha- is resting in the strength mm-hmm. of Christ. And, uh, and in some places the word grace is almost interchangeable with that strength. That is God gives him grace, mm. which gives him a strength. Yeah. to be able to run. And you know what? He does that for all of us believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, It's our job to not get ahead of the Lord and not be behind the Lord, but just to walk with him. It's that abiding again. Paul mm. really abided in Christ and, yeah. and the Lord gave him strength. Amen. I love, you know, you can, you can learn a lot about somebody by their view of God. And mm-hmm. I love this phrase in 14 where he's talking about the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with mm. the faith and love there in Christ Jesus. And his view of God here is that God is so full of grace. Mm. He's actually overflowing with grace. You know, like that, that's yeah. such a loaded word. Yes. I've got more than enough is what he's saying. Yeah. Like, and, and that just tells you like, obviously, you know, Paul, he does not believe in a mushy gushy God. In Romans, he talks about, we talked about this recently in ODR, the kindness and severity of God. Right. But the severity does not negate the depths and depths and depths of grace that are in our Lord. And that is, yeah, what you said, that's what he's abiding in. And, you know, I, I really resonate too just with this, um, but I received mercy for this reason, that in me, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an mm. example to those who were to believe in him. And I just, I, I love that. I think, you know, for me that resonates and probably just for a lot of people who grew up knowing things of God and yet running from him and, mm. and living in sin. Mm-hmm. Like I ought to have followed the Lord sooner. I ought to have, you know, walked like taking steps of obedience and faithfulness sooner than I did. And there's so many sins and things that have persisted in my life far more than they ought to based off the kindness God has shown me. That's right. And yet that's not, I don't have to wear that as a pin of shame, but actually of honor because Jesus's perfect patience is displayed through that. Mm. And so as church, we can actually hold our greatest failures up to the light and say, look what God held me through. Yes. You know? Yes. Mm. And, and he's not turning Timothy loose to like just an easy Christian life. Heck no. And and you know what? Yeah. He's, he's, he's not, it's not just a defensive Christian life of like, 
okay, just don't sin, Timothy. Mm. So many Christians live in the posture of, yeah. of defense. Yeah. Just, um, just be good. Just don't sin. Just yeah. don't do that thing anymore. Uh-huh. He's that, that's not, that's not the full picture of the Christian yeah. life. The full picture of the Christian life is repentance. Mm. And Paul talks about how God gave him the strength to repent yeah. of his old ways. Yeah. But then he puts us on the offense. Amen. And Jesus said the, the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. Like he's, he's telling Timothy, Timothy, I charge you to wage the good warfare. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> it's, it's not just this, this yeah. Timothy. Now be good. Mm-hmm. It's Timothy. The world's going to hell and I'm, and this church is, is right there with it. Go get them. Yes. Bring them back to Amen. the Lord. Bring Amen. them, bring them back. And, and Paul, you know, elsewhere, he warns us, Hey, our, our battle's not against flesh and blood. Mm. And so he's not saying go wage war on the people in this church. Yeah. He's saying, go run the devil out of this church. Amen. And, and wage that good warfare. And as you do it, hold fast to the faith and Timothy, there's that conscience again, twice in the same chapter, Timothy, make sure your conscience is good. Amen. Uh, you know, the idea of being a pastor is so deeply tied to being a shepherd. That's right. And really what's happening here is there are wolves in the flock. And that is an image used all throughout the Old Testament and That's the right. New Testament of, you know, wolves and wolves in sheep's skin. And, you know, that this is the good warfare that we should be concerned with is running the wolves out of yeah out of the church he's calling timothy a sheepdog yeah absolutely absolutely and you know like i i just think like as you said it that does not mean he's not turning man against man here that's right um but it's it's a spiritual warfare and you know i think so often so much of the problem that we face is because we view church and the politics and everything as just a bunch of flesh and blood against each other. That's right. We we miss the whole spiritual realm. I even find it interesting, and I, I feel like this is just a, a huge wormhole we're not going to go down, but this this phrase about, um, I entrust you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, this is like a deeply spiritual relationship. And, you know, the, it, it is yeah. not just like a, a simple little political maneuvering that there there's actually um great spiritual activity that that paul is is sending timothy into that's right he, he makes a reference that maybe we get into later in chapter four um about the laying on of hands and the elders that came around him and, mm-hmm. and when all of that took place but folks have seen mm-hmm. timothy's got a special call in his life god's mm-hmm. working in his life and it's not just to to cross the finish line and enter into the presence of the Lord as well, Timothy, you know, he, he kept his nose clean. Yeah. It was like, no, 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 no. God's God's calling you, Timothy, to help bring others to Mm. know the glory of the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just a good call to fight the wolves, you know, fight the wolves. And, and then there's a sober warning of those folks that Paul names. Oh yes. Yes. And it says that they have, some of the folks have rejected waging the good war, holding faith and having a good conscience. And as a result, they made a shipwreck of their faith. And I think, I think those guys probably turned towards the approval of people Mm. and in doing so Mm -hmm. their faith became shipwrecked because my faith is not about people. My faith is not in people. I love people. I'd love to trust all people. 
Yeah. But my faith's not in people. Yeah. Absolutely. My faith is in the Lord. He's the one that's called me. He's the one that's redeemed me. He's the one I long to see. Mm-hmm. Amen. He's the one I long to be with. And so I'm going to hold fast to that faith, maintain a good conscience, and wage the good warfare mm-hmm. of helping people see and know Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Thomas Nelson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.